and welcome to the wake up an hour of sovereign power from the spiritual center of the earth with your host ben hawks are you ready to wake up are you ready then let's begin God, uh, I've done it again. I've done it again, listeners. I didn't press record right at the beginning, and Jason and I had a bit of repartee, and frankly, it was hilarious. <laughs> we can't repeat it because that would not be good for the creative method. So I'm just going to introduce you to Jason Christoph. Self-sabotage. Thanks, Thank you for having me, my friends. Great to see you. I know you're doing great. I'm proud of you. Thanks very much, buddy. Thank you very much. We'll talk about um we'll talk about me if you like, but we're really here to talk about you. Um uh-huh. yeah, I know, right. So listeners or dear listener, I wanted to introduce you to Jason because I've done some work with him recently. In fact, since November um, in terms of online tuition and and in January in terms of face-to-face one-to-one tuition. And I really wanted to share um, through him uh, what I've been up to um, and what you guys might be up to as well. Um, I found what Jason has done uh, for me incredibly valuable and rewarding and frankly, life-changing. Um, so I wanted to introduce you all to my listener listenership, such as it is, is to Jason. Jason, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's sunny over here in Mexico, as usual this time of year. No, no clouds in the sky. Twenty-seven degrees, no humidity. No so I'm having a, a great time. I'm coming over to the European Union soon. Going to Brussels. Ah. Going to speak at the European uh, Union Parliament, really? EU Parliament. Yeah. So we're. There's a big contingency of us going over. We've been invited <clears throat> to uh, m- mostly medical doctors. Uh, some some of us aren't scientists or medical doctors, but I've been uh, asked to speak to a contingent there on the on the parliamentary floor about media uh, media coercion, which is what I sort of taught you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in, in one way or another. And there's a contingent in the EU Parliament that are curious regarding how much they were bamboozled and sort of how they were bamboozled. Well, there are there are certain people in the UK, people like like um, Anna de Busseray, um, who have made it very clear that in the UK we've been subject to military grade um, psychological attack, and that uh, given the well, given what we're going to talk about, the generational attack on our reality. Um, really, a lot of people had no hope um, in terms of their ability to defend themselves against what they were subject to. So I'm delighted to hear that you're going to be in the belly of the beast, giving it to them. Yeah, I'm going to be grabbing all the uh, famous uh, celebrity doctors around me and getting them in headlocks and taking lots of selfies Good. and reporting directly from the floor of the EU parliament. <laughs> so will they be kind of friendly <laughs> noogies or will they have a little more aggressiveness to them? <laughs> No, it'd be friendly, friendly noogies, because I mean, they're all, everybody's got their role, right? Everybody's got their different part to play. Mm. And those doctors, some of them, um, I mean, everybody's on different levels, but the way awakening goes, there's uh, someone there to awaken like a a very large strata. And then when that person wants to awaken more, there's someone up the ladder to pull them a little higher. So although everybody's sort of at different levels of awakening, their job is to, you know, talk to that particular group and help them understand what's really going on here. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've been, uh, I've been um, very, very lucky to to spend time and and be taught by such pathfinders, people like Kern Frost at the Council of Human Development, people like yourself. Um, and we always talk about just being on the road. No one's better, no one's worse than anyone else. We're just somewhere up the road, and yeah. uh, at times we've got to reach behind and with love and with grace um, say, "Yeah, you were wrong, but that's cool. Um, I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm just going to help you." So. I'll hold your hand while you wake up. It's a very valuable, it's a very noble uh, thing to do, definitely. And you're doing it on mass. Happy days. Well, you're going to yeah. cause trouble in the best possible way. And I, I do know from experience there are some real rebels uh, in that chamber. Um, there are two from the Irish contingent who are absolute rebel rousers. I'll remember who they are at some point, but they will introduce themselves to you. Um, there's a chap who never wears anything but a t-shirt. He's got long hair. He's an absolute rock and roller. You, you'll meet him, I'm sure. When are you? When is this happening, Jason? When are you? Um, May second and third. So we're. I'm in the Parliament. On everybody has their 15 minutes. So I'm just yeah. sticking to the cited group psychology, the herd pressure. Yeah. Uh, um, I might mention some of Darren Brown's work where sort of the uh, application of that goes more into the entertainment realm with some of his masterworks like The Push, yeah. where Darren got uh, three people to commit murder on on the screen. So, and I know that sounds bizarre. If someone doesn't know, I that mean, I'm sure in the... Yes. Yeah, so death, uh, murder yeah, is I've definitely illegal. I read that somewhere, correct. Bible, I think. But... If anybody doesn't know Darren Brown, he's his master psychological manipulator from the UK, world famous because of his uh, used to just do minor stage shows and then started to do um, mental trickery with some Hollywood celebrities, which are very entertaining. Then he would be employed to do those very large, elaborate hacks. And one of his big elaborate hacks was the push. Mm. And it was about pushing an old man off a building right and basically that old man uh, was on harnesses so he would whoever pushed him so they had a psychological group pressure like very intense group pressure situation that went on for about three hours mm. and all the sort of participants like the one victim that was going to be asked to kill the old man, they were psychologically evaluated to sort of be the A student. Like B students weren't really uh, accepted. C students, right. they had to be a very reflexively obedient order follower and bend to group <laughs> pressure. So uh, very good students in the Prussian school system. Yeah. So they were sort of filtered first. And I mean, this is what our school system is. It's the filtering that Darren Brown did yeah. to get the best candidates to commit murder on screen is the the same criteria that we use in our school system. So yes. people should be aware of that. Don't ever, don't ever sort of uh, glaze over that initial part of the documentary called The Push. Mm. So they had this very intense group pressure situation that had to end with someone like turning their back on the group and saying, I'm not going to murder that old man or basically moving toward the old man who's sitting on the edge of a, a tall building and push him off to save themselves and to please the group out of four people, Ben three killed the guy, not knowing it was 
It, as soon as they pushed him off, then everything came out like Darren came out and said, okay, calm down. You know, you didn't really murder him. That you're on film, and you know had to psychologically ease them down. And one guy turned from the group and said, "I'm not killing this old man. Like fuck you guys." Fucking right, right. So, and the thing about psychology is that the gentleman that said no was stronger, and it was never mentioned by Darren. He was taller. He was physically dominant. He was looking down at his group like he was mm -hmm. sort of. See, the thing about physicality, it has a lot to do with psychological strength. Right, okay. So, so the three people that did murder the old man, and the old man was like, he knew he was going to be pushed off. And these harnesses were like they were safe, but mm. he not only had to get pushed off, but he would swing under the, you know, the precipice. Yeah. So that they wouldn't see him. So it's like the big padding on the on the concrete walls. Like it, it must have been a little scary for him, for him, even though he was a stuntman, knowing it was perfectly fine. But what I'm trying to say is the three people that did push that stuntman off, stuntman actor, because he yeah. had to play a large role in this group pressure situation. The three people that did commit murder, Ben, they were very slight. Yeah. Uh, easily manipulated people pleasers probably a students in the government school uh, not a lot of confidence so you could see that yeah i was i, I learned a lot from it and uh, basically yeah i might mention that video in the last five minutes because if you can convince and they only had three hours of conditioning with these people ben three hours right and they killed they three out of four killed someone so don't tell me they can't convince like the gentleman you were talking about military grade psychological warfare you're mm. conditioning people from the first day they're born yeah to drink <clears throat> excuse me to drink to smoke to to do to participate in unhealthy rituals unhealthy ceremonies unhealthy habits mm. like if you can with three hours, if you can convince someone to kill someone, you can convince anybody to do anything. And that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing people convinced to do anything mm. because nothing's off the table with this level of psychological manipulation. You can get uh, young teens uh, volunteering mm. for surgeries to remove yeah. their breasts or men yeah. to get their peepees uh, cut off and inverted and tucked inside them. And um, you can get men yeah, to nothing. drink Bud Light. You can do. You, you can drink. Get men to drink Bud Light. You know, you can do anything with weapons grade psychology, can't you? Yeah, I don't know how many are drinking that now, but <clears throat> very few. Very but, few. Uh, yeah, maybe not a lot, but you can see um, people are starting to wake up. But everybody has their own, their own sort of toe in the pond or toe in the pool mm. regarding their own programming and over their entire lives it's this same group that's been working them over and and making them participate in things that just to destroy them and it's sort of like a self-destruction based programming because if i can make you a weak and disempowered addicted person and you're in a society of weak and addicted people the mm. whole society collapses and this is what the forte of this group is it's to basically do come into a society with the tv as the weapon i mean the average person believes 
they're on guard for the like for the cruise missiles and the military and the infantry and the bayonets. So they're sort of like, well, I'm going to get off my ass and protect my country or my family or my community if those modalities of attack occur. But they're mm. not understanding this group know that. That's mm. why they sent the TV. And that's why they use the psychological manipulation. So you poison yourself to death because they know you'd react to the other stuff. Or you react to a well-coordinated magic trick, such as New York, um, 11th of September, 2001, um, in order to volunteer yourself for the slaughter over the long chill. Yeah, and that's, that, that was, I mean, that was a real event. And what, like, that has a different impact on the psyche, on the psychology compared to say something that's completely fabricated which mm. is what happened in 2020 like what happened in 2020 was not like 9-11 because none of it was real there was a response yeah. to an invisible threat the response was real and that involved props yeah um you know ambulances people in hazmat suits emergency tents quarantine areas and the reason you need props to validate something that's not real. I mean, that's why the first word in prop again is prop, mm -hmm. because that's where the word is from, is that if I'm going to get the emotional reaction from you, my victim, mm -hmm. I have to set out the props like something is re real, report mm -hmm. with like fake news reports, but report it like it's real. And then, of course, you condition you condition the society for their reactions. It's been proven humans, when they watch TV shows, they're downloading different behavioral systems they can use in different situations. So mm -hmm. it's like one of those old jukeboxes, Ben. You know where the record comes down and plays, and then when that record's done, it like whips back into the library. A lot of people's behavior is proven to be like that, and all the options on the you know, in the behavior library come from the movies. Yeah. And the reason they put out like Dustin Hoffman outbreak, you, you and I are around the same age. So we probably watched Dustin Hoffman and outbreak right. world war Z was with Brad Pitt and contagion, mm -hmm. which was with Matt Damon. And it was conveniently released at time around 2020 re-released. Mm -hmm. And you have like Will Smith, I am legend. And there was actually, or 28 Days, that was filmed in London. And you have all these zombie vaccine saves the day virus genre movies to literally program the human with what's called dormant programming. So dormant okay. programming is it will lay dormant until the situation at hand requires that one record to be taken out from the library and put on the turntable and played. Mm. So you had all this dormant programming up into 2020 where people had their PhD and doctorate from uh, in viruses, virology from uh, TV university. And when, when, you know, when the fake news started to do its propaganda, it triggered everybody's dormant program to say, oh, thank God, I know what to do. Mm. I'll quarantine, I'll wear that mask, I'll do the hazmat suit, because this is what was done in Contagion, especially, is that there was the masking, the closed down airports, and that was made in 2011, 
mm. nine years. But if you watch Contagion, you can see it was sort of like step by step what was going to happen in 2020. And they really wanted to use that film Contagion to pre-program the public with the dormant programming. And this is all Darren Brown does, dormant programming, triggering. Um, and you can see what Darren can get done in only a couple of hours. Yeah, the man's a demon. I, I, have, um, I do remember from an interview that he said he had real problems with relationships because he had to rein in his natural ability to be able to uh, manipulate people and obviously if you can have an intimate relationship with someone it's got to be based on love it can't be based on 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 manipulation poor guy but i suppose when he's sitting on his lovely sofa stuffed with money he probably wouldn't worry <laughs> about it so much but no, where, I don't... Where, where did this all start with you jason so where this is this is information you've obviously worked on and strategies and 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 modalities you've worked on quite some time when when did it start for you where did it start for you well, it started with me. I was an exercise and nutrition coach and not just an ordinary one. Uh, it's the best institute in the world. And uh, Paul Check runs it out of uh, California, C-H-E-K. Yep. And none of my clients could get in shape. They're terrified, Ben, like terrified. <laughs> so mm. they'd hired me to lose 50 pounds. And it would usually be around that double digit weight loss mark, like 10. Yeah. And then you see them change, sort of like a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like i'd be like awesome right because i'm i want to earn my money i don't feel good taking their money i'm like okay we got to get the 50 yeah. she wants to lose 50 pounds we got the 10 we're gonna have a little celebration and then she would run i'd see her at dairy queen she'd be in like one of those extra large blizzard uh ice cream treats like a gopher in the side of a bale of hay trying to eat her way through <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So that was like one person. And then I noticed they were all like that. They couldn't stop hurting themselves. They couldn't stop killing themselves, right? Which mm. is sort of the primary program we're all dealing with. Yeah. They couldn't stop killing themselves. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I phoned the Czech Institute and I said, you know, it has nothing to do with how much I've paid here and invested but i have a bit of a problem uh, my clients seem terrified to be better human beings uh, they'll go only so far and then they run back to their old wolf pack of wine drinkers and smokers and mm. they're like well they're under psychological control they're running these mind viruses that you had when you came and we kind of got rid of them without you knowing and there's methods to address it and i said well could have told me that, I guess, when I was there, but let me know what it is now. Yeah. And so they sent me these books, and I literally said, well, I got nothing to lose. So I started psychologically manipulating my clients, sort of like Darren Brown does. Yeah. And it was the only time they could hit their marks. Now, and it was the only time they would fire me because they were like, oh, I don't really have to hire you to whip me anymore and to beat me and to you know make an appointment to get there i kind of go on my own i don't need you to review my diet i'm kind of reviewing it on my own i'm doing better all the time and i'd see them shrink down and yeah. maintain their weight so i thought you know what given i'm almost unemployed from using the psychological manipulation for no one wanted to hire me anymore because i would just psychologically manipulate them and we'd be done within four weeks mm. um I said, well, I better 
get another job. So I started offering these services online one-on-one and I got so busy, I literally had to like inflate my price. And then I started an international self-sabotage coaching school so I could teach other people Mm. the process that I was doing with with the clients. And what were you doing? What did you do with the first couple? Well, basically all you really need to do is with brainwashing and mind control, 85% is repetition. So mm. we would make some agreements to upregulate certain repetition in their life because there's a part of the brain that loves repetition because it's a safety seeker. Mm-hmm. And the repetitive messaging sort of signals that part of the brain that what that message is represents the bigger herd. Mm-hmm. And so it really likes the repetitive message because it says, well, if I can mimic that and follow through on that, I'll be safer because I'll be accepted by the bigger group. Yeah. So repetition is what wins the day. Now that, what I just described, Ben, that process of the seeking of repetition or even the counting of it, and then forcing you to live it out, because this is what goes on. It forces you to live it out outside your conscious awareness. This is invisible to you. So it's like your heart rate. It's like a, a cut healing. Mm. It's like your hair growing. <clears throat> you don't have care and control of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, your heart beats because if it doesn't, you die. So it's sort of like a safety mechanism. And if the cut heals on its own, it's also safety because you don't want it open. Like it just elongates your life. Mm-hmm. This part of the brain has decided that you mimicking the most repetitive content is in that category. It elongates your life because you're yeah. not going to be attacked by the bigger herd for having a contradictory view. Yeah. And you were always at pains to point out that this isn't happening for any reasons of malice or hate. This is happening because of love. That part of our brain loves us and wants to protect us. Absolutely. It's like the greatest love story ever told because this thing is sort of like a parrot on your shoulder, like Jack Sparrow yeah. uh, with the parrot on his shoulder. And it's always sort of looking out this parrot and saying, you know, how can I make Ben or Jason fit in? And I, I don't want them to get any conflict. I want them to get along with everybody. And this this is a great part of the brain that will make you fit in with whatever tribe you're born into. But fitting in can be dangerous. Like, what about if your tribe, like, what about if the repetitive content of your tribe is drinker and smokers mm-hmm. and masturbators? <laughs> Right. So, so then the subconscious, which is proven to be a here and now method, like it has no ability to say, well, where will the smoking bring me? Or where will the drinking bring me? It has no ability to go there. So it just says, iconic masturbation will not. Yeah. So, yeah, be a masturbator. Uh, You're going to be safe in the masturbation tribe. Right. And if you're, if you're like these people, so, All the ancient cultures knew this. So this wasn't new. Like, this is not new. If there's Mm. any science that's settled, Ben, it's the science of psychological manipulation. Mm. So all these uh, cultures used to say, well, we can understand trying to fit in when you're three foot tall and, you know, 40 pounds when you're nine, Mm. but uh, not exactly good for cultural stability if you're going to, like, people please when you're an adult. 
So they would all have these rites of passage. Like in Sparta, women at 12 uh, would have their own rite of passage to try and become a female in the tribe. Not like a a woman, not Mm -hmm. a girl. Because like the younger generation, they take energy from the tribe. And as a contributor, you give it. Mm -hmm. So if you can't have takers, which is what we have today, right? Because we've lost these rites of passage. All we have is takers and no one's giving. So of course, we're, we're imploding. So a 14-year-old male in Sparta used to be sent outside this the walls of the city into the, you know, and I've I've been there in Greece. I don't know if it was wooded more, but I guess it was wooded more at one time. It's all full of gray wolves. And they're like, well, you come back in a week, you're on your own. Yeah. So there would be some training up into that point, training with the bow, skinning your own food and say, okay, now now you're center stage. You're not a taker anymore. Mm-hmm. You're a provider. Go provide for yourself. Think for yourself. Make decisions for yourself and decide things for yourself. When you're going to go to bed, when you're going to hunt, where are you going to sleep? Because if you slept on the, the, the floor of the uh, forest, you're going to die. Mm. So they would have to like sleep in trees and do tough times. It was called the rite of passage. Then he would come back a man. And even when he would, if, you know, if they had an easy time, the elders would still keep an eye on that Mm. boy who returned. And if he still didn't sort of portray the attributes of a tribal circle member, like an adult, Mm. they would actually send him to live with the women as a punishment. And right. then if he still wouldn't, they'd actually go into his tent and, and knife him and kill him because it was that dangerous <clears throat> to have a child in an adult body. And if you look around today, <laughs> we have this arrested development of most adults. Now, this is on purpose too. again, the mm-hmm. compassion part is that the people who rule us, the people who taught Darren Brown all his tricks, Mm. they know how to arrest development, which means to stop the maturity. Because Mm. you can't rule real adults. No. You can only rule children, but they're all going to grow up to be adults, you know, chronologically. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure they get the, the chronological adult age, acting, thinking, and talking like children, And that's why the repetitive content of Adam Sandler was put in, the repetitive content of Will Ferrell. Everybody was, you know, a goofball. Everything's funny. Let's act like kids our whole lives. Mm. And that's why today, like, my friends will come in to where I'm working out. He's 55, like I'm 53. And he's got the hat on sideways with the flat brim. He's got some chains on, just got a new tattoo, talking about hitting some honeys. And I'm like, you're 55. How are you acting exactly like we used to do when we Mm. were 18? Is Mm. because everything, if you can psychologically manipulate three people out of four to kill kill someone else with only three hours of psychological manipulation, you can easily, um, you know, arrest someone's maturity level and stop it at like 18 or 19, which is what they've been doing. So sorry about the rant. I hope you got something from that. No, no, we got a great deal from it. Now tell us about Joe and Rex. 
Well, Joe and Rex are these that you're the two loving bodyguards that protect you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the in the these are sort of the best story I have for telling how to disrupt the strong part of your defense system, which is Rex. Yeah. So Rex is this like real stud, wants to really logically analyze your life, really wants to take in the full environmental stimuli and let pump out really logical solutions to your life problems. Mm. He's on guard when basically all the time, unless Rex, uh, that's Rex, sorry, but Joe is the subconscious. So Rex is the conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And think about like uh, a really fit bodyguard. And this is the sort of defense mechanism you want on your side all the time. Rex, this big stud, uses like the full IQ <laughs> yeah. and not afraid. It's like the mature adult of your psyche. Mm. Now, Rex can be sent to the shower and that can be dangerous because mm. that means your best bodyguard is not on duty. Yeah. And the people who rule you, Ben, know how to send Rex to the shower. Yeah. And when Rex off his perch or not at the front door as the bouncer in your life, being strong, being logical, being rational. If he's ever off his perch, the defense system inside your psyche will never leave the front door unattended because mm -hmm. the protection, this loving protection is the top priority. So if Rex, if something is not basically in Rex's realm to deal with, mm. he'll, he'll volunteer to back off the front door and here comes Joe. Yeah, <laughs> And Joe, not exactly what you want as your primary defense system. Now, Joe is not as strong, mm -hmm. and he has a defense system that's not based on logic. Rex is logical. It's rational. It's not a, uh, Rex's defense systems aren't afraid of conflict with the group because he's not a people pleaser. Yeah. He doesn't do what needs to do to fit in. He's only going to do what benefits you directly, what protects you directly. Yeah. Now, Joe, on the other hand, weaker, and he's the people pleaser, and he's the counter of repetition, and he will just basically, in the face of problems in your life, he will give the answer that pleases the group and mm -hmm. puts your own sort of long-term safety aside for immediate safety in the moment. Right. And that could be psychological safety. It wouldn't just be physical safety. It could be just perceived safety. So for instance, taking an experimental medical injection that you Absol don't know the provenance of. Absolutely. Mm. And this is the... Again, Rex, the big stud bodyguard, the one you want on, there's a couple things that sends him to the shower. Now, yeah. I can describe those, but I want you to know that those couple situations that will bring Rex to the shower and bring reflexively obedient Joe to the forefront of your behavioral system, 
the people ruling you know these. Mm. And they cannot get their way if Rex, your stud bodyguard, is at the door. Yeah. It needs the people who rule you need to be interacting and interfacing with Joe because Joe will do exactly as he's told. Mm -hmm. So in hypnosis, when you see people doing what they're told, like in all Darren Brown's uh, situations, Darren has thrown Rex to the shower and is interfacing directly with Joe. Yeah. Who does exactly what he's told. And I give you a perfect example. I went to an X-rated show, a uh, hypnotist show in Las Vegas with a man named <clears throat> Anthony Cools. Right. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It was my friend's birthday. He decided he wanted to go up. And as you can see with the population, same thing where there are 40 people went up there, Ben. But only 31 stayed. Nine could not be put under. Right. <clears throat> so it's like a pre-qualification, okay? Yeah. My friend got to stay. X-rated show. He had his pants off, not his underwear. He had a chair bent over. He was giving it to the chair, giving it to the couch. And he was phoning his wife on the cell phone and saying stuff to her, Ben, on cue, the dormant programming. That was a dormant programming. Anthony Cools had programmed into my friend that when he heard the word Calgary, because my mm -hmm. friend was from Calgary, he would phone his wife and say, I suck peepees for wooden nickels and hang up the phone. And I said, there's no way my friend John is going to do that. Right. And so sometime during the show, because this is how dormant programming works, and the 31 people, they all had their different trigger words, and he played them like a maestro. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. And I heard my friend's trigger word come up, Ben, Calgary. They had the boom mic right over my friend's shoulders. He picked up his cell phone. He phoned his wife and said he sucks peepees for wooden nickels. And I heard her yelling on the phone through the boom mic. I was I was laughing. So what you have to, I don't know how I got on this story, but basically Anthony Cools put my friend, yeah. Rex was gone. Joe was forefront. And yeah. Joe was forefront. For all 31 people, there was another guy, his trigger to his dormant program was Johnny Cash's burning ring of fire. Oh, yes. And when and when that would play, my my the other guy, I don't know who he was, was his program was you're gonna scoot across the floor like a dog scraping his bomb. Yeah. And they would play that. And there he goes. Ben, he was going for five minutes straight. And then when the song st stopped. Uh, the hypno, you know, the hypnotist would look down and said, "What are you doing on the floor?" And he goes, "I, I don't know." And when my friend came down after banging the chair like it was uh, his wedding night, um, he basically, I said, "Do you remember what you were doing up there?" And he says, "You know what's odd? I remember everything, but I couldn't stop myself." Oh my god. Right. So if you don't understand 
the 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 whether it's Anthony Cools or Darren Brown or Keith Berry, I think he's uh, Irish. It 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 doesn't matter. They learned all their stuff from the group that's masquerading as your government. And the reason you believe government is legitimate when really it's an international ancient family crime syndicate is because they've used those same techniques on you your whole life. They didn't just have, my friend was, you know, had his pants off in 45 minutes. They've been working on you since the day you flew out of the womb. Yeah. So, yeah, you might not have a chance, but if you know what it looks like, because there's only a couple different ways that mm. they're going to propagandize and brainwash and mind control you, you can probably start picking it out and defend yourself from it. Yeah. So where does this start? Because one of the things that really hit home in one of the first pieces I listened to from you um, was the um, the origin of the word media, that it's a place. Yeah, it's a country. Someone says it was, I I mean, if you look it up, it says it's an old country where Iran or Azerbaijan is today. Mm. And this group used to court kings and queens of the Mediterranean and would teach them these techniques of controlling their population. And someone says, well, they didn't have TVs back then or movies, which is the main modality of mind control well all they have to do is get access to your eyes Mm -hmm. so you don't need the tv and you don't need the movie Mm -hmm. and this is why on the back of the american one dollar bill there's just like a pyramid and the capstone with an eye in it yeah because they're the ancient group is to control the eye to control you you're an eye you know i am jason to control the eye you need access to the eye yeah and you'll know on the back of the $1 bill with the capstone with the eye in it, there's light rays coming out or going in. <laughs> there's no direction. So in order for me to control you, even 3,000 years ago, I need your eyes on me. Yeah. I can't mind control you if your eyes are not on me. So what you what people think uh, this simple technology was, say, a town square, but it should be raised See, this is how simple this technology is. Mm. So the people the people in media that understood the psychological manipulation, they're like, if a king and queen came in and said, first of all, you got to have a, ta- a town square, but you got to raise the platform. So mm. the king and queen would lean in and say, why can't I just save money and have everybody sort of standing on the ground? And well, they're like, well, number one, they won't see you. But number two, if you move the head back and the eyes roll up, you'll mm. see a lot of hypnosis start with mm-hmm. look into the ceiling. Mm. Okay, so you're rolling the eyes up. This triggers an ancient sort of program in your child neurology that when you do look up, you're looking at a bigger authority figure, taller, someone that could inflict uh, pain or punishment. Yes. So as soon as your head cracks back, you go into a pseudo-reflexively obedient state equal to when you used to be a child looking up at your mom and dad. Yeah. And no one realizes why that's why they make you sit in church or kneel in church or they're up on the pulpit or all the politicians are always up on a podium. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. 
And one of the modalities that brings Rex off his perch is yeah. bright light. Because uh -huh. one of Rex's sort of defense mechanisms for you, like not his, he's doing it for you, mm. is to assess the full spectrum savanna mm -hmm. for danger. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if his eyes are blinded, well, then he's failed his charge. And if you get mm -hmm. Rex to fail his charge, he volunteers to bring Joe out because he can't see, he's blind. So things that interfere with eyesight are very important for bringing Rex into the shower and bringing reflexly obedient slave like Joe out to take his orders. Mm. So the people in media would say, okay, here's a calendar. And every time that in every one week period and be, be repetitive, <laughs> have your meetings every week, all the time, give the repetitive messaging, but change the direction of where you are on the podium so right. that the, the, the sun is behind you. Now, if yeah. you're going to have a morning, uh, meeting, a hypnotherapy meeting with all your people so you can mind control them into reflexively obedient drone bots. Make sure you have the morning meeting where the sun is behind you and blinding your people. Yeah. Right? Or if it's going to be in the afternoon. So that's why there were sometimes always tracking of the stars, always tracking of when is when's the sun going to be here because they wanted to arrange their meetings and their populations to blind them and take Rex down. Motherfuckers. Yeah, these guys, the, this is the revenge of the nerds. So we're basically when all the six foot six Scots were out, you know, taking the women over their shoulders and mm -hmm. uh, bringing them home, there was this group of weaker males yeah. that said, we're not getting any here. Right. And they're kicking us in the nuts every day and pushing us into the mud puddles and stepping on us. Um, and we're pissed. So what you see, like, look at look who you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Johnson he's out of shape. Uh, you know, Gates, you know, he looks like a, a kid that was just given an interact card down at the candy store. Uh, Fauci's like five foot four. This is the revenge of the nerds. These, these guys have collected data, collected information. They know how to use it against us. Mm. And they've come full circle to where they're like, yeah, we got you. We ah. finally got you. And we're going to get all the chicks. <laughs> so <laughs> but that's not working out so well. No, it's not working out so well. I think I, I personally believe they want to get rid of all the women, but that's another sort of uh, tinfoil hat uh, rabbit hole jump for another day. But mm. the fact is, these people, if you could watch any Darren Brown show, understand you're in a Darren Brown show. Yes. Your news, your schooling, your radio, your newspaper, everything you hear, everything that comes out of the government's mouth, even like where they said they would have like whether it would be witty that would talk in your your area they'd have that what is like stay home with it was a yellow yeah um, hands face space stay home was, don't kill stay granny. home say stay safe or whatever like and it was yellow with the red around it well yeah. it's been proven that yellow and red is a fearful color because it reminds inside the dna of this like killer hornets and that's why they were 
banging out the killer hornets too you remember the killer hornets they were bragging out about three years ago on the media do you remember it's like the, the asian killer hornets are coming it's the same no, color some of them oh i do <laughs> i was because i watch it like i'm like oh here they go yeah, we yeah, got yeah. the yellow and red uh killer hornets that of course i've never seen one of them in my life and but then witty and johnson or who, uh, whoever these guys the paid puppets they'd stand in front of the podium with the same colors as, as the Asian killer Hornet. And the brain is doing this work for us. And the people who rule us know this, that the, the work is being done just like the heartbeat. Like we're going to be afraid. We're not even going to know why we're afraid. Because fear is disabling our defense mechanisms also. Yeah. Well, fear means if you're afraid, it means Joe failed his charge. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Let's go back. Rex. Rex is in the so, shower. Yeah, Rex is in the shower because don't forget, Rex is the stud. He's like kickboxer. He's gonna he's gonna take people on for you. But if you're in fear, it means Rex failed his charge. It means the the threat is imminent. It's in your face. Yeah. And that means you better bring Joe up. Yeah. You better bring Joe up if if the threat's in your face, it means Rex failed. Like you're going, you the fear that would be felt mm. would mean that the threat is nose to nose with you. Mm -hmm. And if you're nose to nose with a threat, you better bring Joe because you better, yeah, because he's too close. He's going to get the first shot. Mm. So Joe's like, how are you doing? Absolutely, I'll wear the mask. 10 shots, I'll take 10 in one shoulder, and I'll take a bag of five to go. Thank you. <laughs> right? So this is this is what's going on, is that's why there was so much fear of, you know, the Asian guy falling flat on his face, whoever that actor was, because that's propaganda, that's props. I mean, just ask Darren Brown. Go watch the Darren Brown a show called the apocalypse that he did in 2012 if you want to see how far propaganda can go you mm. won't even believe you literally if you go watch that that special release by uh, darren brown you can find it on odyssey you will not believe what is possible mm. if you control here's the weird part they controlled the guy's cell phone images right they controlled the tv his whole family was in on it they let him. They let the the like Darren's uh, team come in, yes, screw yes. around with the TV, take okay. his cell phone, hijack his cell phone. They paid restaurants and so somewhere in the UK, paid restaurants. So they went to their favorite restaurant. The TV would have fake propaganda. The radio, it would be a. They actually hired an XFM disc jockey because it was his favorite show to give out the fake news while he was driving in his van yeah and this right. sounds so fanciful because ultimately we're talking about the mainstream media being co-opted to deliver this we're talking about as you say people dropping dead in china we're talking about old people and over um, crowded hospitals in italy um and we're talking about recollections of things that really don't don't stand up next to reality but they all come together and they've all been delivered to us in such a way that we're scared we're alone we're confused and we're getting ready to do our part, which as of January 2021 was sticking something in our arm. Absolutely. So, so, yeah. 
you can see how well crafted it is. Mm. It's a stage show. It, it's a complete and utter stage show. And it's not just, this isn't new. Like mm. this group have been doing this for thousands of years, thousands of years, whether what we know as the Black Plague was not the Black Plague. What we know as the Spanish flu was not the Spanish flu. It wasn't Spanish and it wasn't the flu. No. And everything we're seeing today is a result of programming. Mm. And just like Darren getting those three people to push an old man, like he's an old man, threw him right off the side of the building, right? Like absolutely insane, the power of mind control. But that's what got people to take their kids and walk on down to the clinic and think they're doing a good thing. And they don't understand they're under, they think when we talk mind control, mm. that someone's going to be like a zombie, that yeah. it's going to be obvious that they're going to look different. They're going to talk different. They're going to walk different. They're going to think, well, if someone's under mind control, they like glazed over eyes, bigger eyes, maybe, you know, maybe even like a zombie moaning and groaning, looking for brains with the stiff legs. No, when you're under mind control, if you go back to any of these, whether it's Darren Brown's apocalypse or Darren Brown's the push, mm. you're not any different than yourself. You look like yourself. You talk like yourself. You act like yourself except you're doing stuff that has zero benefit for you. And I mean, zero. Yeah. And th th they didn't just control you to go walk you and your kids to a clinic to inject something that was not as advertised. Mm. They've been doing it. Make it they they got to make you weak, right? Before mm -hmm. you'll go that far. Mm. So they've been mind controlling you to go to the pub. They're mind controlling you to drink the coffee. They'd be mind controlling you to sit down and not get in shape and not watch what you eat and eat too much and eat processed food and describe a junk food as a reward or a treat on a Friday night after working a job you hate for 40 hours. They've programmed it into, into all of it. It's yeah. all them. It's all I them. I tell you what, on the way back from a meeting this afternoon, I went into Weatherspoons. And if you're listening to the UK, you know what Weatherspoons is. It's basically an open trough for people to go in and drink very, very cheap liquor and alcohol. And I used to equate being in a pub in the middle of the day with absolute freedom. You know, I don't have to go to a job. I don't have to be in college. I can be in a pub in the, in the, in the midday while it's still daylight. And I walked into that place today to go to the toilet, by the way. And I looked around. I thought, this is where ambition goes to fucking die. Absolutely. It's grim. It was just horrible. It was just table upon table of people poisoning themselves and and limiting their lifespan and 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 doing awful things to their cognitive ability that mean they won't do anything with their lives. It was fucking shocking. Well, that's the thing is like, what is right but sort of like i tell people you're sort of rex like if you want to know what rex looks like look in the mirror yeah and that's why i mean i'm 53 and for the i don't know is this getting video recorded or just audio yeah i'm going to put out the video as well if you don't mind well, you're looking you see good, my man. hair I, I don't dye my hair i don't right. dye my beard um, I work out every day, not every day. I take some days off. I play tennis. I stretch. 
I don't overeat anymore, but I did. And people are like, oh, you're just born. Like, no, I used to do steroids and co cocaine and ride the porn <laughs> and eat bad food and wrap uh, sports cars around telephone posts. I used to even strip for strippers during their break down at their strip club. Oh, uh, we used lovely. to do that's we community used to do, outreach. Yeah, I that yeah, community oh, outreach, health at the downtrodden. <laughs> <laughs> that was my charity work. So don't think the coaches like myself have this magical ability. I was probably worse than anybody listening, and it was all mind controlled into me. Like there's no yeah. benefit for me, you know, doing we used to race around the stage with cocaine lines and whoever fell over last won. So <laughs> this has zero benefit for yeah. me, the zero, absolutely none. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I started to use the same mind control techniques that I use today on myself to start and pulled myself out of all of it. And I used to uh, do okay in business. Mm. I was already, I was, you know, I have a lot of repetitive content for business. Because mm -hmm. my parent and my family was in business, their family was in business. So that repetitive content became like a heart rate. And yeah. I was really good at business, but I was still doing it drunk and high and sedated and distracted. And yeah. now without all the addictions, I've probably 10x'd my income. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's why we had the conversation the first time. And I remember very well saying, no, you don't have a problem in that respect. It's just your health. And if you deal with your health, then focus will come with focus will come success. And right. yeah, you were right. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. We don't even have the takeaway on a Saturday night anymore. That used to be our sole shining light of joy in a week. And now because <laughs> of you, Christoph, me and the wife no longer even have that because we can't. It's the weirdest thing. And I... And I said to I said to my wife when I was kind of in the middle of ch transitioning, let's say that's probably the wrong word to use in present. And I said, Dreads. "Listen, Dreads. I, I'm really sorry if this puts you off. <laughs> I'm not doing this to kind of influencing influence you in any way, but the reality is that it has. And and nowadays on a Saturday when we sit down and go, where should we go for our takeaway? Both of us are like, no, I, I just I just don't want to, and I don't want to as turned into I can't." You know, the body physically rejects the action that leads to the sedation, the pain, the bad health, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you're, you're, Rex is on guard, right? You got mm -hmm. Rex up there. The stronger you get, the stronger he gets. Yeah. You don't need Joe to fight your battles anymore because you don't have to be compliant. And I mean, most people today, yeah, they, they work jobs, unfortunately, that aren't enjoyable. And then they, they order takeout food or takeaway they call it a reward or treat, but this non-food or Franken-food would yeah. choke a maggot. Yeah. Like a maggot would throw up eating it. And people are like, this is the best, you know, and they're getting... And the thing is, I tell people when I started making my trek up the mountain, I mean, I worked a job as a waiter at Eastside mm -hmm. Mario's, and I worked a job as a... I made mattresses at a mattress factory. But on the weekend, it was my time to make my business plan. And mm. really crack down. I can't be drunk. I can't be like with brain fog because I, I choked down a whole medium pizza. I look like an anaconda that swallowed a goat. Like I can't <laughs> do that because that's my time. If that's my 72-hour gap 
to yeah. forward my life? Well, so be it. I got 72 hours, right? I'm not super wealthy to start, but I put in those 72 hours, putting down all the brain damaging, distracting stuff, not watching TV. And I did the hard work. And today, a lot of people don't want to do the hard work, but that's also a program. They're yeah. telling you, uh, you know, don't don't work. It's like communism. Don't work. We'll take care of you. You know, if you, if you don't know that trick, <laughs> go read well, it. Yeah. Work. It never works out. No, never ends well. And I guess this is where this is where talent shows come from, the X Factor or whatever it's called from where you're from, um, that teaches us the program that we don't require um, talent to, to get somewhere. We don't require, well, no, that's wrong. I'm going to strike that from the record. You always require talent to some degree, um, but you don't require um, earning your dues. You don't require doing endless gigs. You don't require all that stuff. You can just go straight in, boom, career starts, you're off. I mean, they don't tell you you have to... Uh, get involved in awful, awful um, satanic stuff to get forward. Um, Lord, I bring you, my Lord, I bring you Sam Smith. Um, but right. it will drop in the program that says you don't have to apply yourself. You can just get, you can just be, it will be fine. Yeah, I find when I was, I mean, I had a hard asset business for 28 years. The government helped close that, but it was, it was a gift. It was a blessing. Mm. But even near the end of my tenure, hiring people, the kids coming up for jobs, they wanted to be the president on the first day and then retire as the uh, with a gold Rolex the second day on the job. Mm. They thought it was their First Amendment right to sit around and give pay play on their phone and do nothing. Uh, and that's a program. And, you know, this is being talked about. I mean, there's many avenues we could go down, but this is another program to disempower the youth. So mm -hmm. they don't know how to do anything but have their hand out and suck on the tit of government, but they don't realize the milk is poison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason, I've taken an hour of your time and I thank you for it. What I'm going to do um, is end it there and ask you to come back because you've hit upon something that um, concerns me and I hope to God it concerns others. So perhaps in a couple of months you might come back and we'll talk as um, as parents and talk about how we can help our kids um, with their future in this world well god willing we'll be in a world that's bright and shining we'll be rid of this shit but if we're still in a world in five ten years we're gonna have to start dealing with parenting in this program world so perhaps we could talk about that i think that would be incredibly valuable yeah i could definitely come back and if people want to get any of my info or any info on my international overcoming self-sabotage coaching school all they have to do is email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. I just put them on my email list and give them some pretty enlightening information that cannot go on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you so much, brother. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and I will put everything in the show notes. Um, listener, I urge you reach out. You will not regret it. Thank you, Jason, for your time. You're a you're a fine, fine, upstanding man. Thanks, Ben. I'm proud of you. Thanks for leading the way. God bless you.